What's up, everybody? It's Eddie Sanchez of The Bad Promoter coming at you on the last Saturday of February. Man, we had a great night of boxing. We had a great night in the UFC. A lot of good stuff to talk about. But as always, the drink of the night is a Pacifico and some soju. Had a nice night. Mixed the two together. Boom. Got it done. All right, guys. So let's start off with the UFC. Cyril Ghane, he looked he looked pretty nice, man. He's massive. And... Uh, Rosenstrike, he's a he's a legitimate contender, number four in the world. And for him to come out there and dominate the way he did to earn that United decision victory, that was a huge win for him, huge win. I'm expecting to see a fight against Derek Lewis next. Uh, if not, then a, a fight against Curtis Blades. The only reason I, I, uh, I don't see him getting, like 100% getting Derek Lewis next is I could see... Uh, Derek Lewis versus Volkov being signed up for as well. Derek Lewis has some nice options out there as he waits, uh, tries to wait and earn his turn for a, a title shot. He, he'll have at least two fights before that can happen, but you know we, he has some good options out there. Gane kept his name in the mix, and we'll see what happens from here. Some good stuff. All right, everyone, but you know, you know what this talk's all about. The fight of the night was Canelo Alvarez versus Anvi Durham. This was a classic showcase fight. I'm not going to come up here and try to act like uh, he went out there and dominated a, a legitimate contender that, um, that all fans uh, would slash should want to see. But this was a stay-busy fight. That's no other way to say it. Canelo Alvarez is coming out here, and he's trying to fight four times in 2021. He's trying to become the undisputed 168-pound fighter in the world, the super middleweight champion. He's defended his two belts and did so in nice fashion. He completely dominated Yildirim, and I mean, how could you not love what you saw? There's really no reason to to see what you saw tonight and have anything negative to say about Canelo. His defense was amazing. He uh, stood in the pocket, would evade a punch, and then immediately come back. You know, he had some nice combos too. Uh, one thing that really stuck out for me was uh, his right hooks to the body and his right hooks to the head. And also uh, when he would come up with those uppercuts. Because every single time he came with those power punches, he immediately followed it with a flick jab just to keep Yildirim off him, uh, you know, any time that he might have thought, okay, like, I'll take this punch, but I'm going to take it with the intention of coming right back at you. That didn't happen tonight, and I think it's because Canelo mixed it up with the flick jab. Uh, This was a really good fight, and uh, I'm really excited to see what's going to happen the rest of the year. I mean, I know all of us are expecting... We pretty much know what to expect, at least in terms of his next two fights. Eddie Hearn went in the ring, and he announced that Canelo Alvarez is going to be fighting Billy Joe Saunders. And there's a lot of good stuff to... (laughs) There's a lot of good stuff about that fight that we're going to be very interested to see what the outcome of that will be. I I expect to see Canelo winning that fight, uh, maybe not as dominant in fashion as today, but I, I expect him to go out there and out, outclass Billy Joe Saunders in terms of boxing ability. Billy Joe Saunders is a fine boxer. He's slick. He moves around a lot. So saying I think Canelo will outclass him in the ring technically, with technicality, that's, that's not a light statement. Um, even though we just saw Canelo dominate the way he did tonight, that, that, that's, I'm not going out there and saying that that's going to be another walk in the park. Uh, Billy Joe Saunders is a very tough fighter, and there, there's some good stuff. There's some good stuff on his end to understand how it could be a competitive fight. He moves around a lot. He has a nice jab. 
He's very patient. He's athletic in general. Uh, there, there's some good things out there. But Canelo Alvarez is in his bag. He's very confident. The The way he came out tonight with uh, pretty much like a mini concert in the beginning, fans going wild, listening to him speak uh, post-fight, having his team behind him. You could just see uh, he kind of had a little diva, a diva moment. He was talking to a person on his team, told him to get out of the, get out of the ring. But, uh, you know, those are the little things that you can do when you're, when you're the champion and you're the number one pound-for-pound pound fighter in the world. I mean, he went out there and fought on Ville Durham. This is very Mayweather, Victor Ortiz-esque in terms of uh, being on another level in terms of class. WBC for, uh, for both of those fights put the opponent in a position where they they weren't going to turn him down. They they were the mandatory mandatory challengers. But Canelo, like Floyd Mayweather went out there and handled business, looked dominant and set himself up nicely for a unification bout in May and potentially another unification bout in September. Some good stuff. Really good stuff. Love to see it and uh what can I say? Canelo's the best boxer in this goddamn world. Now, there was some good stuff tonight, too, outside of the ring. We had uh, Ryan Garcia sitting uh, you know, on the sidelines talking to the telecast, uh, talking to the other uh, the fans out there that are listening on DAZN. And uh, he was very confident. He was really cocky. I think most would say he would be cocky. At best, he was like very confident in himself, very sure of himself. He's carrying himself with a lot of confidence, which is something you want to see from a young fighter who is on the cusp of superstardom if he's not there already. He has a great uh, casual fan base to mix in with uh, loyal boxing purists. And that's when, when you have those two together, you have charisma, you have talent. That's a recipe for financial success. And I'm expecting Ryan Garcia to put in the work. He has good people around him. Eddie Renoso, the trainer for Canelo Alvarez. He has Canelo Alvarez working along his side, mentoring him. He has guys like Andrew Ruiz Jr., who is been on that level and won a heavyweight title even though he didn't take it seriously that's another lesson that ryan garcia will be able to take not from experience but from witnessing those around him he's going to listen to andy ruiz tell him look man you're going to have these opportunities come at you and you're going to have the you're going to have possibilities to win titles and those titles are going to get you a lot of friends that you normally wouldn't have had in the past of course ryan garcia is supremely popular on social media especially with tiktok and instagram but when you're the champion of the world, you're going to be put on TV. You're going to be on like the Jimmy Kimmel show, Jimmy Fallon show, ESPN. You're going to be on all these places. People are going to love you. Actors that normally wouldn't have talked to you in the past, singers that normally would have talked to you in the past, they're going to be the ones hitting you up. And having, uh, having Andy Ruiz Jr. in the stable, someone he will interact with in the gym, that's going to be a good lesson to him to stay humble, keep, keep putting in hard work, and not get ahead of yourself because... One thing that we do not want to see from Ryan Garcia is get ahead of himself and miss out on these opportunities to make real money in this sport. He he's already making good money right now, but he has he has the opportunity to go out there and make significantly more. And uh, if he takes things seriously, that's what we'll see from him. Now, he kept talking about uh, the potential fight with uh, Manny Pacquiao. I don't know why they kept asking him that. I feel like one answer was enough. They kind of egged him on to keep talking about it for a few minutes. I understand the fans want to hear that, 
But you know what? If you really want to know, you can Google it. You can read some articles about it and get a true understanding. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about a fight that's not going to happen, and we know it's not going to happen anymore. I thought it was going to happen when they were first when it was first rumored, but it's clear now by now that that fight's not happening next. So, he was really pushing for Javante Davis, and Javante Davis on Twitter has been uh, a little wishy washy in the past. It seemed like he was genuinely down to fight Ryan Garcia. But at this moment, it seems uh, he was actually offended by Ryan Garcia opting for the possible Manny Pacquiao fight, even though we know goddamn well anyone in that weight class, anyone in the two weight classes above them to the welterweight division, any of those guys, if they have the opportunity to fight Manny Pacquiao, they're going to turn down every other opportunity that was already signed, sealed, and delivered in front of them. So I understand why he'd be salty. He feels he's the number one lightweight in the world, just like Ryan Garcia feels like he's the number one lightweight in the world, and just like Tiafimo Lopez, who who probably is the number one lightweight in the world until anyone else says otherwise, after having, after the way he defeated Vasily Lomachenko. I understand where these guys are coming from, so I'm not salty on that end. Just get the fucking fight done. Get it signed. This is one that is a no-brainer in pay-per-view. If it stays on zone, no-brainer. Everyone's going to sign up for that, at least for the month. The $20 per month, zone's going to have some big money. So considering that... uh. I see them pushing it to, if if it does happen, I see them pushing that till third quarter of 2021 or fourth quarter of 2021. We'll probably see Ryan Garcia fight someone, I don't know, I don't know, honestly, like in terms of skill level. I would hope he fights someone like on a, a level of Jorge Linares, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's rumored for Devin Haney and we'll probably see that. But I'll, personally, I'd, I'd love to see Lenatis versus Ryan Garcia next. He stays busy, stays active, wins that fight. Set us up for Javante Davis, Ryan Garcia, pay-per-view or DAZN in the fourth quarter of 2021. Just in time for DAZN to have big fourth quarter earnings by the end of the fiscal year. So that's what I'm expecting out of, out of the lightweight division. I know, oh, actually, one more thing about the lightweight division. Pretty big news. I know... Uh, People were talking about it the other day, and uh, Tiafimo Lopez is going to have his next fight on Triller. Yes, Triller, the same app and website that you saw the Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. fight that also had uh, Jake Paul on the undercard knocking out Nate Robinson, the former slam dunk champion. This is the same app that's going to be hosting Tiafimo Lopez's first lightweight title defense that is fucking awesome i love to see it i it was especially appreciated considering uh they did almost three times they had they placed a bid that was almost three times as high as what espn who works exclusively with top rank almost three times as much money to secure this fight for their broadcast i love that i fucking love that and honestly, I'm I'm disappointed in ESPN, but more specifically, I'm d- disappointed in Bob Arum. You have to do more, man. You have to do more to keep your fighters happy because we've seen what happened with uh, Floyd Mayweather. We've seen what happened with Oscar De La Hoya. These guys, they fought legitimate competition with you, ran through weight classes, won titles, and then once they had the opportunity, they left and they made their money and became fighters slash promoters and some of the most successful inside and outside of the ring of all time. And you have guys like Manny Pacquiao. That was your bread and butter. He was extremely loyal to you, even though you were underpaying him. 
and uh, eventually he left as well to seek big opportunities with PBC. That's why I'm also expecting uh, Terrence Crawford to leave at the end of the year. I can't say it enough. Once his contract is up, he is for sure bouncing into PBC, especially the way he he's probably sitting back right now. He's Honestly, he's probably pissed he doesn't have a fight signed yet. There's a lot of talk out there about potential opponents. I'll talk about those in a minute. But he's for sure pissed off right now. And him sitting on the sideline, seeing how Bob Arum and Top Rank are treating Teofimo Lopez, 25-year-old, pretty much undisputed champion of the light, lightweight division. The way they're treating him is senseless, man. And I could just see Terrence Crawford sitting on the sides like, hmm, okay, I have eight more months. Um, this is a sneak peek of what they're doing to someone almost on my pedigree, at least in terms of uh, being the most dominant fighter in a weight class. This is how they're treating that guy at 25 years old. And me, I'm plus 30. I need to get in and get my big fights and get out pretty soon because I'm trying to leave uh, physically and mentally healthy. Terrence Crawford's looking at this situation. He's like, yeah, I'm fucking out. Especially when you look on the other side of the street, you have guys like, of course, Errol Spence Jr., but you also have a Manny Pacquiao if he is able to win his next fight, whomever that'll be against. You have guys like Keith Thurman, people that can get fed to you when make a couple million. Adrian Broner, hopefully build him up for another title shot just to keep Terrence Crawford busy. I assume if he would leave uh, top rank, we would see an uptick in activity just to see him put himself out there, make a few stamp, put a few stamps on his uh, resume, and uh, eventually walk out of the sport. You have those guys. Of course, I have Sean Porter. That's a nice fight. I would love to see the Errol Spence fight first once he moves over to PBC, which I'm fully expecting he will do. Can't say it enough. After that, I would love to see the defense, like, whomever comes out of that victorious, because I can't say Terrence Crawford is going to be victorious. I personally think Errol Spence Jr. will beat him. I think uh, I don't think he was at his fullest potential post the, the car crash against Danny Garcia, but he looked awesome. And uh, I think one more fight in between, while Terrence Crawford will likely have another fight in between just to get those contracts settled up, they step back in the ring after that at the end of 2021. And I'm expecting a close victory, but I'm expecting a victory from Errol Spence Jr. But of course, things may change. We might see Errol Spence Jr. come back and still not look that good post-car uh, crash, post-surgeries. But, uh, you know, I'm remaining positive and I want to see a, a good fucking fight. And that's what I'm expecting to see. So, Honestly, guys, the sport is so healthy right now. We have a lot of good fights coming up. Next week, we have Superwomen, the all-female pay-per-view event featuring Clarissa Shields and Marie-Ève Decaire, two undefeated super middleweight champions of the world, unification fight to see who walks away as the undisputed champion. This is a big-time fight, man. I'm tuning in for sure. I'm... Uh, I already bought uh, the pay-per-view on Fight TV, and I can't wait to see this. I'm super excited. I had a nice piece on uh, Clarissa Shields featured on TheBadPromoter.com. You guys should go check it out. Pretty much talks about um, how women are uh, promoted in the industry and how it differs uh, between boxing and the UFC. But uh, these are big. this is a big fight, and props to Clarissa Shields and Mariev to get this signed, sealed, and delivered, and give us something to look forward to next weekend. The weekend after that, we also have Chocolatito versus Juan Francisco Estrada, the rematch. This will be an exciting, exciting fight. DAZN is having some big fights so far this year, and I can't, I honestly can't wait. I'm hoping Chocolatito continues 
to show why he's a future Hall of Famer and uh, win this fight again. This is good stuff, guys. Uh, a lot to be excited about. Boxing is in a healthy place, at least in terms of the fights that are scheduled. There's, of course, a lot of stuff out there that needs to be needs to be put in order. Of course, uh, as we mentioned, the Fury Joshua fight and eventually the Spence Crawford fight. But this middle class, I mean, it's still a little disrespectful to call it middle class, but in terms of uh, fan engagement, the middle class of fights that are being put out there right now are big time and uh, boxing purists and boxing fans of all range are greatly appreciating it love to see it in the sport and you know a lot a lot of good to look forward to i will be talking about the clarissa shields and mary of care fight next week along with other fights that are coming up as well but as always appreciate you guys for listening and as always keep up with us on twitter and instagram at the bad promoter and read the written work at thebadpromoter.com. Have a good night, y'all.